process serving can be a very difficult process in serving someone and providing proper service that the courts require. Our services are experienced to handle the most difficult service in a timely manner. We can serve anyone in the United States no matter where they are, including if they are incarcerated. Let us at Long Island Timely Process Servers take the opportunity to fulfill your request with satisfaction of a job well done. Contact us today, 631-509-5995, longislandtimelyprocessservers.com. You're listening to FPI Unsolved. In this episode, we're speaking with criminologist Thomas Thompson, investigating the unsolved mysteries in Calvert, Texas. On every corner, on every street, there are families experiencing very strange horrors. Are the unexplained mysteries maybe connected to the founder of the town? An ongoing murder mystery FPI Unsolved is investigating. Here's your host, managing investigator and broadcast producer Regina Romaine. As soon as you set foot on the soil in Calvert, Texas, it's like you're being watched. I'm speaking with Thomas because, you know, he's a criminologist and we're going to get his take. So fill me in on some of the details. We believe the unexplained mysteries are maybe connected to the founder of the town. Uh, his name is Robert Calvert. In his tomb, inside uh, with his casket are two children's caskets. Robert Calvert never had children. That sounds like someone is doing foul play, like maybe there might be some kind of a camera, surveillance camera down throughout, because you can have surveillance cameras that you won't even realize they're there. You said you get this feeling when you get there like you're being watched. You probably are. They have technology where you can see things, do things, and it feeds back to another, it feeds off of a router. And how you know it might feed off of a router, if you look around, if there's any trees in the location, and you look up and you see something look like maybe a little small antenna. That's what, that's part of the transmitting device. Okay. Because, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that because this is the thing. To me, this is like the case in 2018 where a grieving dad finds a doll buried in his dead child's grave. Okay. Oh. This is a doll that's put in the grave where he think his dead child is. It's a doll. Okay. And let me tell you what happened with that. His girlfriend fooled him with a fake pregnancy. So, you know, the baby never existed. I mean, she went through the pregnancy, went through the hospital, did all that, and buried the child. They had a funeral. They had everything. He thought it was his baby. It was a dog in it. You know, it came out later what happened. You know, right. so that's, you know, because Calvert died in 1867. You know, I'm just saying, like, with all the things going on in that, you know, in that town, Thomas, it's just a lot of strange things, but I'm thinking things go back to him. You have what they call grave robbers, and it's hiding evidence because they know that the grave is in plain sight, but so is the evidence if you knew where to look. Right. But not it's not the kind of site that you would normally look at. Criminology-wise, looking at different aspects of crime or the person that caused the crime, that people probably committed a crime and hid the evidence in an open grave. When I say an open grave, I don't mean the grave is wide open. They went and opened the grave, put the evidence in it, knowing that no one would never find it. Yeah, Somebody did something that shouldn't have been right, and they used that as a tool to be able to cover up. That's why you get a lot of unsolved crimes unsolved, because you have to know how to think out of the box, research even further. And some people might even call you crazy. So why can't someone hide something in a grave that no one know, would know to go look in? Right. That's the well, yeah, that, like I said, 
Yeah. But like you said before, yeah, things that look strange are actually clues. You know, that's how we look at it anyway with FPI. You know, things that look strange, yeah, are actually clues. Yeah. And you have all this trickery and all this type of stuff. And it's it's like evidence, like you say, right there in plain sight. Why is this? Why does this man have these two kids' caskets in his tomb, and he didn't have any children? So who are these right. kids, and why are they in this tomb? But that's what theory says. Theory says that he didn't have any children that you knew of. Right. Not saying he didn't have kids. He could have had kids with someone that he shouldn't have had them with. Could have been, right. you know, a black baby. Or something like that, or they just didn't want to expose that at the time or say anything about it. I don't know. I don't want to say anything, but that is a very strong possibility, too. So you have mm-hmm. to research each and every possibility thinking out of the box first. When you think out of the box first and just start looking around and saying, you know, I'm just looking around. Somebody comes up and say, what are you standing there looking at? You stand there looking up at the trees because look at it. The evidence could be up in that tree. You just didn't know it mm-hmm. because you're going to look around on the ground. Right. You want to search every possibility like the grave to see mm-hmm. was there any clues maybe left in the grave, but the clue is not going to be in the grave, it's going to be above it. Right. You're tailing a particular perpetrator. You're going to make the perpetrator know you're there, or you're a spy. You're going to let everybody know that you're trying to steal private documents. See, all these things is how you got to be able to do things that you have people that their minds are so advanced. Their minds make things. Sometimes it's good, but it's also bad. Right. The same way you know, Thomas, just like as a suspects and things like that, or people who are uh, a killer or somebody that's done a crime, you know you look at their shoes. They're not going to go change their shoes as fast as they can change their jackets and their caps and their hats. Always look at the person's shoes. Right. Because that right there alone, like you said, the odds of a person changing their shoes is going to be a billion to one. The right. clothes, oh yes, they're gonna change that because maybe mm-hmm. there's blood stain or maybe there's something other kind of stain on it. It's gonna put it right at them. So they're gonna right. get rid exactly. of that. They're gonna toss that. You right. see? Always, but, yeah, you always look at the person if you know somebody that's doing something you need to report it to the police or always look at their shoes. And like when you say a person of question, you saying a personal question, but if you just look at the length of a shoe or uh, imprint. You think, well, it's this person because he has the same size shoe. But you got to look a little bit deeper. And tread it in the threads. When you really search, you'll find evidence. Right. I used to work in a shoe factory. And the sole itself, which will be uh, where your sole is and your uh, binder around the shoe. Or the, or the, if you look at the actual, if it's a sneaker, you know, there's different ways you call that title. But if you look right where the thread is tied, putting that together and, and glue. There could be evidence right there, too. Right. Pause. When you pause and take a look at what you're viewing, the facts, the surroundings, the evidence that you have on hand, like the two kids in the, in the uh, tombstone with him, and then you come back and you try to do DNA and find out maybe if you can get DNA, probably not. But you should be able to get a time lapse of when that person actually demised. Now you got to look at, okay, what was going on at that time? Like, for an example, um, 9-11. What was going on the day of 9-11 to put certain people in certain places? See what I'm saying? Right. We all know right. what, what happened at uh, the World Trade Center. But what was going on on the ground at that time? You know, as a criminologist, you know, uh, Thomas, uh, what are the types of crimes maybe in this location? Because the dead are speaking to us. You know, they're talking. 
And then somebody's Correct. trying to say something. I mean, what Correct. type of crimes do you think was maybe around in that location? In the 1800s, I would say it was a lot about, guess what, slavery. It was a lot about um, theft. And when I say theft, people stealing other people's land or taking other people's land, you know, whether it was the Indians or whether it was a black man or whether it was a white man, there was a lot of stuff like that going on, conspiracy. Conspiracy didn't just start today. Conspiracy has been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. The criminal mind, as we would say, the criminal mind would come back and show an individual how to be able to do this. Like the movies that we look at going back, going to get gold. Look at what was going on with that. They find out you had hit a, a little stake in a mine. They staked you out and killed you and right. took it over. So it's a lot of things that could have been going on at that time. But you still can narrow it down precisely if you got an idea of a particular month, not the whole year. You got to get it as, as close to as minimum as possible. Now, even mm-hmm. with a month, you still got 30, 31 days, except for the exception of 28 in February. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to look at the, uh, how the body decomposed. You got to look at were there any, you know, puncture marks or anything like that. But by this time, you don't have no skin. You just got the bone. Mm-hmm, right. all, all everything else is deteriorated. And the bones is on the process of doing that. So. Now, all you got is you got to sift through that what you have. And the odds of you finding anything in that, because you can't recreate it, that's why it's going to, unless you're good at what you're doing. And I know you are, Regina. I've I've viewed some of your work. I see some of the things that statistics that you have with it, of your foundation of how you do what you do. You're going into, as we call it, you're, you're coming where you're moving into the new frontier. New frontier. Yeah, gaining evidence and facts that were overlooked. Uh have the knowledge and the prerequisite to be able to explain your why you look in this direction. And maybe 80%, you're gonna hit. There might be right. some percentage of like about 20%, I would say, you won't be able to do. Mm-hmm. Only thing right. you can do then is hope that some comes up and ties it in while you're doing what you're doing and somebody opens their mouth for fear. Because people have a lot of fear that they want to get caught. That's why this stuff was going on. Right. And, you know, when you just said Indians, one of the ladies, I don't know how connected they were to Robert Calvert, but um, the, her family, the lady whose family was massacred by a tribe, of, a tribe of Indians. That's a part of this town that they're saying maybe the Indians is like a revenge or some type of thing like that. Because I think they probably could be on a reservation. They maybe. I don't know. And but see, even with that, that's going on with that, and people don't want to talk about that. You know, they're going to try to hide that. You know, about with Native Americans and how you know they've done even, them. Even saying that, back at that time, they want no laws. Laws right. hadn't been created yet for the protection of the human, mm-hmm. or factors that point to certain things: possible murder, possible you know theft, possible a lot of possibilities. But you got to get down to one, not down to uh, multiple ones. And it could be multiple factors. They stole the land and they were trying to cover it up and they killed the person. Right. Always about stealing some land and that's all. And that's the big thing. And when you get a a situation like that, it's like we go back and say, you have to look at the mind. A criminologist, we view not just this. We don't just think about that. We look at the possibilities or uh, narrow it down to analyzing it to the fact of actually more concrete facts. Yeah, I was just about to say that, you know, because that's what you do. You also study criminal behavior. Right. 
So if you if I'm saying to you that maybe this person's behavior was a little bit offset, shall we say, maybe bio, bipolar, how you know that? Because they went around and they did things and covered it up and got the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. They thought. But there's always saying that what's not in light will come to light. Oh, no, it will. It will. And a part of that is why, you know, us here at FPI, you know, I thank you for saying it earlier about what we do. You know, when we're doing this, it's not just exposing the truth, you know, we're trying to find the facts and everything, because a lot of the stuff you can find in the unknown places and in history, you know, history reveals a lot of things. You know, that was done right. in the past, but that's history. Right. We need to know we need to know our history to see what's going on. And that's what we do. You know, we're going to bring up the past. We're going to, you know, perhaps talk to some dead or they're going to be talking to us like they're doing now. Like you say, buried secrets don't stay buried. Right. Because somebody didn't think nobody was going to look or think about those two caskets in that tombstone with him. He don't have any children. Like we say, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. What somebody anyone, tried to hide something. What made anyone look in that tombstone first off? Right. You understand? That's not mm-hmm. normal activity. Mm-hmm. Why would someone look in a tombstone? Maybe a grave robber was looking because they felt he had some money and it was buried in there with him. Or some right. Jewelry. I'm looking. And what did they find? They found these bodies and freaked out. Then they went out and started saying blah, 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 blah. But you still got to go back to point one. What made anyone go into that tombstone? Because usually when you got a tombstone, you don't be visiting inside. It's what we call right. Well, that's usually, the whole point about trying to find the facts. And, and, and like you, if I understand what you're saying, you said a tomb, right? Yeah, a tomb. Oh, oh yeah, that's a tomb. tomb. Yeah, that's inside, you know, just like a crypt or something like that. That's inside. Yeah. Okay. Usually those things are locked. So how did someone mm-hmm. just unlock it and go inside and see these cases? Yeah. yeah, we have pictures of it. And, uh, no, it, I believe it, that. Like, you know, that's what we do. But let me t- say this one thing, Thomas, because, you know, everything we're talking about, you know, we have the, the visual and everything. And we can you can go to our TikTok page at FPI Justice to see a visual of our investigation. You'll see the tomb. You'll see what we're speaking about and what we're working on. I said I viewed some of the uh, uh, material you have on your site. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like we're showing the visual of what's going on. You know, we're talking about this and we're investigating, but, you know, we're trying to find the facts. We're trying to expose what's going on. And just because you think something, oh, this town is just haunted and people crazy. I've spoken to some of the families. I know what's going on. I've been there. And it's more than what people think. Because it's always the criminal mind is always trying to outthink your mind. Right. If you think that that is going to be like this and like you've already found in facts and material, you just got to keep on searching and you're going to see it's all going to come together like a jigsaw puzzle. And they don't have uh, a suspect. That haunts them for life because now they start thinking, I could be standing here talking to the person that killed my so-and-so. Exactly. Exactly. Or, no, that's I right. could be in a relationship with a person that killed my so-and-so. And I'm the killer. Look, look, you know, Thomas, the killer is usually the one helping in the investigation. They don't even know. Right. Trying to see what's going on so they don't get caught. And right. right there, probably in front of your face. And that's why we don't give out mostly what our family's information and stuff. You know, they don't need to know what we're doing. They don't need to know how we're trying to solve this case. You don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. They're just playing it off. That's right. That's right. You know, it's just like when you were talking before about the families, Thomas, you know, we, we always speak with them and tell them, hey, you know, if we can't, if we don't uh, or if we can't solve the case, at least we want to have some type of resolution. We want to get closure for you some kind of way. You See? know, because, you know, most of these cases we're working on are 50 years and older. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, like, 
these are old cases we're working on and we're close to a lot of them being resolved because, you know, right. and most of the time they really don't want to solve cases because these cases are not solved. It's not that they can't be solved. They're not solved because people don't want to get caught. There you go. Like I said before, they feel that they want to outsmart you. They're smarter than the average. They, they think that they're geniuses when it comes to certain factors or episodes that they're trying to play out. Right. And they're just using this as a cover-up to show you that they got away with something that you didn't even know they did. That's exactly right. I keep my faith in God. So what I see here, I feel that my place is to help assist people here that won't be able to be like those people with all this money that can buy their way off of this earth. But just because they buy themselves off this earth don't mean they're going to survive. So you have some people think they're going to live forever. Right. Like the ones that's committing these crimes or these situations. They think they're never going to die. Right. But newsflash, we all die one day. Right. And you know when we die, the problems that you had when you were alive or the situations going on, it's still going to be there. They're not it's going anywhere. Pass. You still have to deal with it. You're going to still be dealing with the crime. You know, probably like we say, someone's going to be somewhere in hell and being right. slashed and everything, you know. You're going to pay for what you've done. You're going right. to always pay. He gave his only son for us to have life. And you got people out here thinking they better than God or they ain't a God. And, and you say to right. yourself, that's some of these people committing those crimes. Again, you see, I come right back to that same scenario. People that think they are better than the other. Yeah, I think they're above the law, too. Yeah. You got a lot of people in whatever, politics or policing, mm -hmm. that's committing big crimes. But they covered up. Right. Well, like you right. said, it, yeah, a lot nobody, of it covered up. There's a lot of it is covered up. And that's the problem that we have, that when you get a group of people that's trying to say they're supremacists, I'm not going to say white supremacists, I'm just saying supremacists, meaning they're above everybody else that's on this earth. That you don't deserve the certain things with a clean their toilets or, you know, this, that, and the other. You ain't good enough to hold a conversation with them or right. sit down and have right. a glass of wine. You know? Right. And we're not going to talk about them, Thomas, because they're not worth my time. You know, we know who we're talking about, we know who we're speaking about, but that's not on our case. Right, but that's why you see it like still comes back down to, to the my crime. Time. It's those people. I don't want to start saying stuff I don't need to be saying on this podcast. <laughs> I get you. But I'm just saying, all right. you never know all right. who's committing crime. Say, all right, all right. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'm going to just end it right now because we're going to go further on this because we're going to do this in another episode. You know, we have a lot of episodes uh, this because this is not over with, you know. Uh, right. Like I said, we can find us on FPI Justice on our TikTok page. You'll see what we're doing. You know, but I would like to thank the audience for listening and my guest, Thomas Thompson. Thank you. All right. This is an ongoing investigation. So check back with us for the next episode. See you next time. Thank you. And thank you, Thomas. Appreciate that. No problem. Funded mainly through advertisement and donations, FPI Unsolved is an independent production of FPI Justice for Victims Families, a 501c3 nonprofit. FPI Unsolved is hosted, directed, and executive produced by Regina Romaine. Follow FPI Unsolved on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Our website can be found at fpijustice.org. To find us on Facebook and TikTok, search FPI and FPI Justice.